Thursday. It's time for our Thursday Chinwag with Sadia Osmani. Welcome back on the show, Sadia. How are you doing? Good I'm very well, thank you, Noreen. How are you? Yeah, good. Surviving. Um, just washing my hands all the time. I think I wash yeah. my hands about every every couple of every hour or twice yeah. an hour. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're all in that kind of mode now, and I don't think it's something that's probably going to go away we will always be aware of it now i think yeah and trying to get you know my children to to wash their hands <laughs> just yeah it's just stop yeah, touching I your face and wash your hands yeah i think that's kind of it's funny because that's the, that's the subject of today because like children um we we are all i mean now I mean, my kids are grown but actually that doesn't stop the fact that i still worry about my children and i'm still telling them but you know the kids these days um must be asking so many questions and you have two children i mean your younger your older one is able to sort of ask those questions what kind of questions are you getting from her yeah, funny you mentioned this sadia you know nowadays whenever i ask her to draw a picture she's drawing pictures of the coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> because Probably that's because seen that exactly because she's seen um the, the youtube videos on it and so it's really ingrained in her mind and she can't go to school because of the coronavirus everything mm-hmm. is related to that um but yeah she she does she asks uh, you know uh, who is the coronavirus uh, where mm. where is it um can we fight it um yeah. is the coronavirus scared of the doctors um and all sorts of of weird mm-hmm. and wonderful questions mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I suppose it's kind of balanced as to how you answer these questions. Because, I mean, I recently had a chat um, with a cousin of mine, and um, she's got a, a little four-year-old. And mm. I was just asking her, and I said, you know, what kind of questions? And, and this is in the UK, and so he's surrounded by his grandparents, his friends, like cousins, and there's quite a few people that he would often see. And so she kind of sent me this list and said, well, these are the sorts of questions that he's asking. And he's sort of saying, you know, why can't I see my grandma? Where are my cousins? Where are my friends? Where are they all gone that I can't see them? And then he's also sort of asking, like, why is it that we can't go to the park or to the library? Because they're in lockdown at the moment. Yeah. And obviously, I think even in Hong Kong, everyone is trying to restrict movements to a certain extent. So I suppose children are feeling that. And now, obviously, this week in Hong Kong, you know, things like libraries and museums and, you know, people are, you know, those are closed and people are saying you've got to stay in a little bit more. So for the children, I mean, you know, and the other, well, the one question that he is asking, too, she was saying, is that he keeps saying, why is Dad not going to work? You know, which... Really? I mean, for a child, when he sees his dad go or his mom go to work or whatever, you know, that's part of their life. But trying to sort of explain that to them without scaring them is another thing, isn't it? So when when your daughter asks you about the coronavirus, how do you explain it? Like, you know? Oh, it depends on my mood. But most of the time, <laughs> most of the time when I'm not trying to brush her off, I, I, I explain to her that, you know, this is a virus and, you know, it's on, it's outside. And if you get it on our hands um, and if it gets onto your mouth and your nose and your eyes, it can really um, make you really sick and you'll have to be in the yeah. hospital and just sort of yeah. quite, quite gentle um, yeah. on it. She doesn't understand the concept of being very sick or or. or death even yeah. but she knows that if you're sick you'll vomit that's that's her concept yeah. of being oh. sick <laughs> yeah because children have an idea when they are a bit poorly they know how it feels that they've got a headache or they feel sick or whatever because this little boy his name's zach this is the one that i his mother i talked to 
And uh, she, like, he's been in hospital a couple of times with things like tonsillitis and things like that. And so she's kind of explained to him that, you know, there are germs and these germs are kind of floating outside and, and we have to be quite careful with them. There's some good germs, but there's some bad germs. So we have to be quite careful. But he kind of understood that thing. He understood the thing about being ill because he's been in hospital. But I suppose with children, you maybe have to relate their experiences and try and make them identify through their own experiences. You know, and as parents, you know, we don't have the time to go and say, consult anyone and get kind of um, expert advice on this. Because a lot of what we do as parents is about intuition, isn't it? It's about what we know about our children and how we can explain things to them. And the trouble is, it doesn't stop at one or two questions. You know, they keep coming. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting because, you know, like I was saying that, like, parents, no matter what age your children are, you still have to, you know, be able to explain things. And, and like, I have, this this happened to me yesterday, right? I have a 24-year-old son who is in London, right? And he is in lockdown at the moment. He is in a room in London with nobody else at all, even a flatmate to stay in their room. And so he said to me yesterday that, oh, I'm going to, I've made an appointment with my hairdresser in his house, and I'm going to go and get my hair cut. And I just, like, alarm bells rang for me. <laughs> because again, like, you know, no matter what age your child is, you become a little bit worried about them. And, and I said, no, don't go to anyone's house. Don't get your hair cut. And you don't know. And it took, for 20 minutes, I was just kind of saying, no, you don't know whether things are sterilized. You don't know who's been in the house. You cannot go. Please don't leave the house at all. And then at the end of this conversation with me ranting, he kind of said, God, you've repeated yourself three times, Mum. You know, okay, I won't go. But then I said, you know, as a mother, I'm going to have to try as much as I can to protect you, even from a distance. I have to try and do that. And that's what we feel, don't we? I mean, we're hesitant to say, especially to little children. I mean, you don't want to scare them. You don't want them to feel that they can't go out and do these things. But I suppose when lockdown occurs in the country, then you are then faced with all sorts of questions and things and situations. Exactly. Yeah, it's not easy, really. And it, like you said, it doesn't really kind of stop. Yeah, yeah. But but I suppose, you know, the other side of it, we, we always think about, like, kids, but you said it as soon as we started, that it depends on what mood you're in, that parents, I suppose, whether it's mums or dads, they there's that kind of stress of dealing with the children, there's the stress of their work, so we have to be, there was a very interesting article, I think, in, in The Guardian, and it was by Shrappy, you know, the, she's a stand-up comedian. And she basically said that, actually, you know, it's not my children who are having the tantrums, it's me, <laughs> because <laughs> I'm finding I can't cope, and I don't know. And she said, and it's my children who are soothing me and saying to me, look, mum, you know, just before breakfast, have a little bit of time to yourself <laughs> and find a little spot in the house where you can just, you know, chill out a little bit. So I suppose it applies to both, all, both sides, whether it's parents or, or children as well, that we all need a little bit of help here and there. Yeah, so how do you sort of engage uh, with your children? Or how, how should well, parents engage with their children? Well, I think a lot of it is probably about knowing their children but like you know I suppose it's about how you are going to keep them engaged especially if they're young I mean if they're older they're probably going to do their things anyway but when they're young I suppose you know with youngsters especially say if you've got your daughter who's you know three 
then the way to engage is through play, you know, I would say. Um, that you things that you do, there has to just be some sort of a structure to the day. And, and through playing and through fun activities, you are giving them, you know, new insights into different things. So it, whether it's like, you know, when I was asking this mom, I said, how do you engage, you know, with your son? And she was saying it was all about structured activities. You know, we bake together. But she said, but that can be a bit problem if you're on lockdown because you can't get all the ingredients. Oh, gosh, there's no flour. There's such a shortage. Exactly. I didn't even think that, yeah, you could start baking. And yeast. But you need all of the ingredients, you know. I just learned today Um, on Backchat that Kazakhstan is one of the world's sort of major flour exporters. Kazakhstan. I never knew that. And no. they're stopping. Yeah, they're 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 not really exporting their wheat flour overseas. So yeah, no. I, I've literally been to so many supermarkets, and I barely can find a flour. They're all off the shelf. So if our listeners are listening and and they have sort of they know where to get flour, baking but flour, yeast, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, or a big stockpile at home. I do a lot of baking, and I did buy a packet of flour actually the other day, but I certainly haven't hoarded anything at all. So. So you could be baking with your kids. I mean, you said young kids, it's quite a good exercise. Sometimes I suppose, you know, if, if the kids are at home at the moment, especially when they're out of school, we, you know, they are getting help from schools and they are doing online things. I know I spoke to an eight-year-old recently who said that, no, she had so much to do. The school sending her all sorts of things to do online. But I suppose we perhaps need to think out of the box a little bit and think, well, it's not just about school activities. This is a great opportunity. Uh, and I'm sure lots of parents have now actually spent so much time with their children and they're thinking, gosh, I didn't know that she liked this. I didn't know she did this. So you're actually learning more about your children. But, you know, I think it's a matter of doing these activities, like there's dancing. There's lots of stuff on Facebook that people are doing now with their children. But, you know, dancing and exercise, arts and crafts and gardening, if you happen to have a garden or if you have a little space outside and stuff. But it's a good time to actually teach them some of those other skills, like whether it's like chores in the house and, you know, get them involved and get them part of it. And so they know that actually there are other things that have to be done in the house which they could help with. So I think, you know, the stress maybe shouldn't be always on, oh, you need to get this maths homework done or you need to read this or do that, but read together and put on voices when you read together so you kind of have the characters and so it's things like that, more touchy-feely stuff that you can do with your children that will give them, you know, which will be fun, but it's different. And also, I, th- I think back at my, think back at my childhood, one of the things I used to just enjoy and I used to get a lot of fun out of was like, so my mom gave me a couple of sheets or something, and then I'd make a tent in my room and cover the bunk bed and use it as a secret tent. And, and so it's kind of like adventures like that that maybe, you know, we, are, we have limited space in Hong Kong. Um, so we have to do the most that we can with the kids. And so maybe even just like like an adventure thing like that, you get to give them a couple of sheets. You say, right, you make your tent. I'll serve your food in there and we'll do this and you can help prepare this. So I suppose it's just that engagement and learning from that. I think, you know, tantrums will come because they're bored and tantrums come from parents too. So that works as well, you know. But I think it's trying to sort of get out of the box a little bit. I'm sure your daughter loves that sort of stuff. Yeah, Guppy. Well, yeah, she's going to be three in April, actually. Well, yeah, in in, in a two-week's time. So she's just at the end of her uh, terrible twos. (laughs) 
Okay. It kind of goes into it. But I think it's also a nice way for parents. Like, I really feel like I can be myself around her and just get in touch with my inner child, really, and just be mm. as silly as I'd like. Um, mm. uh, you know, I have to work full time, so I don't really get to do the home office thing and be around her as much. But uh, when I get home, I try to just try and do fun things with her. Like, I'll ask her, let's come up with a story together. Or if you come up with the story, mummy will try and draw it out, even though I'm terrible yeah. at drawing. <laughs> really quite bad at it but you know it's just quite fun for her to see my drawings and for me to see how imaginative she is even though <laughs> I don't know how imaginative she really is um, but can I just quickly give a shout out to Billy thank you very much Billy has written on the Facebook page and he says just found two bags of Japanese flour from uh, 759 and saw a bunch of those in uh, supermarkets as well but he says in Taiwan well Billy <laughs> thank you very much uh, indeed for, for letting us know uh, perhaps uh, we'll venture out to Taiwan um, I've also heard that people can be getting it um, from HKTV mall as well um, that's a uh, baking flour wheat flour but it's plain flour not even self-raising flour um, but they're really expensive they're about $80 for a bag uh, online so yikes yeah, well, I'll certainly have a look around and see. This is good. We can use the, the one, two, three show as a kind of grocery hotspot. <laughs> if you can't find this, tell us where we can get it well, or anything else. is great. <laughs> at times like these, we have to stick together and basically yeah. help each other Absolutely. out. Absolutely. But um, the other thing is, is that you can actually look at a couple of websites when you're thinking about children and you're, not, you're concerned about how you explain things. Save the children if you go to their website. They've actually got a kind of list of... Um, things there to say that, you know, if you're trying to talk to your children and stuff, how you should do it and how you can explain things. So some of these um, children's websites, you know, some of these charities and stuff are actually doing stuff where you can get some guidance. But I think, you know, a lot of it is on your own intuition and your own children because you understand your own kids. And if some children may be able to take certain amounts of information, others may find it a little bit hard to digest and then some might get a bit scared about things. So I think we just, as parents, we just have to sort of tread carefully and, and look around us and have practical ways of doing it. An interesting thing I saw um, that somebody was suggesting was that just, as you're saying, you know, to be yourself with your children, they said that what they've done is like just one wall in the, in the house, they've just let it as an open space and said to the children, look, you can draw on it, you can do whatever, you can paint it up later. And you can stick stuff on it, and it's just for you to be imaginative about what you want to do. And, and so they might draw, they might stick post-its on it, but it's just like a, a space in the house that they can use just to use their energy and put every, anything down, which sounds quite interesting, which is quite a nice thing to do, really, for children. Exactly, because they are stuck at home. I mean, if if they're in Hong Kong or, you know, even other places around the world, um, children are sort of in lockdown and they get very bored, uh, which I should also mention about a week ago, um, Amazon uh, also cancelled the subscription of books and audio stories for children and students of all ages uh, for as long as schools are closed. And so kids everywhere, anywhere around the world, as long as they have access uh, to, to the Internet, they can instantly stream um, the collection of stories uh, including uh, in different languages also not just in English so these stories are free to stream uh, on desktops on laptops on tablets on phones um, so they just need to go to um, audible.com basically for, for as part of Amazon it's pretty cool yeah, no, that's great that's yeah. great 
that's nice to to actually sit and listen to a story like that or, you know, with a child. So you both sit there and, and it's together time, quality time for both of you. But obviously there are times where I'm sure, you know, and I know when I think back of my children, that you want to just have some time to yourself and you just want them occupied for a little while so you get a bit of a breather. So, you know, it's good for that. But I suppose the kind of last resort is that we've just got to probably be, I mean, that's what I would say is that, just be a little bit careful about, say, sticking them in front of the TV or the computer for too long because that is something that they'll just then want more of. And then, you know, other creative things like doing arts and crafts or, or reading or writing, whatever, suddenly, you know, the computer takes over and the games and things take over. So that's, I think, rationing stuff is a good idea too. That I've always tried to do that with my kids since growing up. Even now I'm trying to do it every so often. But uh, just kind of rationing some things so that they just know that there is time for these things and I'm not going to be spending all day on on a game or something. Exactly. And just also showing empathy to our children. Sometimes I have to remind myself that, you know, they they aren't little adults, you know, they they don't have that sort of EQ and they they will sort of do silly things. Adults do as well. So we should have more empathy uh, all around. Uh, Well, meanwhile, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Sadia. It's great to speak to you and look after yourself and um, we'll have you back uh, next week again. Yeah, thank you very much then. Take care. <laughs> Take care. Bye for now, Sadia. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.